Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, good afternoon. It is the 9th of the 9th. 2021. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance and markets. Annette, let's start there. Boy, I haven't had a sinking feeling like that through the day in terms of performance for some time. Uh, It was an unbelievable day. It just fed on itself uh, Mm. in terms of the negativity. I mean, we are are on morning and afternoon and normally you find a floor and a little bit of a pickup in the afternoon. Not today. It just sank all day. There was, um, you know, a little bit of buying toward the close, but uh, I think it's the worst daily decline in about seven months. And the lowest close that we've seen since late July, I think it's the 20th or the 21st of July. So that kind of says it all. Now, doesn't mean all is lost. Uh, You know, we do keep perspective here. But Mm. again, you know, there was just so many. uh, What did you say? I'm going to count five stocks. I think there were five, five or six in the green. Everything else was a sea of red today. Six on the 200, so Temple and Webster, Elders, Whitehaven, Sydney Airport, Gold Road, which actually did come out with a half-yearly report this morning, up by two-tenths of a percent. Not an easy feat when the gold price was down as well. And Dexis, but uh, if I look at some of the worst performers, and this, of course, is in percentage terms, uh, you can't look past Oracobra, Omni Bridgeway. That was on news about mm. the Brisbane uh, flood uh, class action yeah, yep. that came through. And, uh, you know, EML Payments, Monodelphus, EML, in fairness, was um, – actually, there's no news on that, really. Um, it, it just It's just nothing. No, no place to hide. ResMed, I suppose, is one. Yeah, I'm not quite sure where ResMed came into it because if it was a defensive, then all of the health stocks uh, would have benefited. But we didn't get a positive lead from overnight from the Fed that uh, – sorry, not from the Fed, from the US. That probably didn't help. Absolute lack of information here uh, from macro land. We had two pieces of information, one being um, Chinese – Inflation, I mean, PPI, which is more or less a commodity price index, let's, let, let's face it, um, 9.5% year on year. That has to roll over at some stage with quite a few key commodity prices off the boil. So we're not sure if that's peaked yet. But the gap between that and consumer prices, I mean, consumer prices were barely positive at 0.8% year on year. Quite a few people pointing out the gap between the two hasn't been seen for quite some time. Although, as I said, to be fair, PPI is a commodity price index and CPI, like the rest of us, is a services price index. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, payrolls today while we're yeah. on macro? Aussie payrolls uh, didn't surprise anybody. I guess it's the first two weeks of August. Uh, New South Wales led the way down, minus 1.2%. Victoria slightly better at minus 0.6%. 
Uh, South Australia back to work. Mm-hmm. They're up 1%. Net, net, the mixture didn't surprise anybody. Uh, I, I just tweeted a chart from Westpac. It's a fall for the August report that comes out this time next week. We'll be talking about the employment report. How bad will it be? Uh, it'll be minus 100 and something thousand. It's just down to what? So all the data did today is confirm that it's going to be a pretty awful month for mm-hmm. employment. But we're being told by the New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian that if we all do the right thing, we will hit 70% vaccination. Mm-hmm. We will get our freedoms back. We will. No date. No. Uh, it's but interesting it's because yeah. Yeah, a lot of the newspapers were suggesting October 18. I guess that they used the last couple of weeks, they projected it out, forward. Yeah. Um, you know, as we know in investor land, don't take past returns and make any assumptions. But uh, it sounds like mid-October. I think she's been fairly clear. And she, I think she even said last week, businesses, get prepared Mm -hmm. it looks like October is back but as a mother of two teenagers I just want these kids back to school (laughs) yeah but still sort of seems far away at this time but what do you think that's going to do for consumer confidence I suppose Annette a lot yeah a lot particularly on today which we will talk shortly about are you okay day it's a sense of hope that people do need and to be confident about that Q4 snap down snap back Mm -hmm. I should say after all the lockdowns just having that tiptoe towards reopening will do a lot for hope and the other thing is we're still very cashed up and there's a lot of pent-up demand absolutely so there is the potential I'm just surprised by my economist brethren saying oh it's different this time we're not going to snap back holy moly everyone I'm speaking to can't wait to get outside meet their family see their friends absolutely and the weather too you know Dominic Perrottet the New South Wales treasurer saying get ready it's going to be a great summer and you sort of think yeah I mean I feel like we're all going to be out at least here in New South Wales it's going to be fabulous and, and having a bit of a party All right. As we mentioned, no party for the market today. Um, All of the big miners came under pressure. It's really interesting. I'm just reading a note from Citi saying, buy Rio Fortescue as the iron ore boom is set to continue. Talking about the deleveraging of the balance sheet at Fortescue, Rio Tinto, cost savings, and uh, saying that iron ore may hold at $100 plus levels for longer than the market expects. Well, they dig it out for less than 20. Mm. So, you know, it's still a cash flow business to use the vernacular here. It's just that, of course, the good times, I mean, $200 plus for much longer than anyone was preparing to admit. We've had a couple of people come on and say, look, these miners are starting to look cheap. There's a massive infrastructure bill getting passed it's not just China who's building the whole world is turning to fiscal policy and infrastructure to build our way into recovery so it's really hard to believe that the whole tap will be turned off on the commodity cycle. Still though today Dalian iron ore contract was down by as much as three percent at one stage of the game. Coking coal up though more than three percent and our colleague David Scott Scuddy uh, many of you may follow him on Twitter I know he's been tweeting about coal today shout out to you Scuddy if you're listening uh look let's get to the stock of the day shall we I had the pleasure of sitting down with well virtually sitting down with Carl Kepelinger <laughs> from Think Markets yeah old habits die hard and Claude Walker from Rich Life and we discussed Macquarie Group 
Yeah, look, I, I love to buy stocks at record highs. It's uh, my favourite time to buy them. Uh, bottom left, top right is generally my motto as a trend follower, and that's just a, a style issue. So my belief is that there's a reason why a stock is bottom left, top right. It's uh, not about what's happened. It's about what's about to happen. So markets uh, make their bets either become part of demand or supply based upon their expectations. So expectations from Macquarie Bank are very high, hence the share price is, is also up there. You've got to find the right stock for the right person. So I think, you know, if you're a, a longer term self-managed super fund uh, player who, who wants a, sort of a more of a core holding, uh, not going to lose too much sleep uh, and have, you know, a, at least a market return, then I think it's fine to continue to buy here. Um, otherwise, as I said, if you, you know, if you're looking for, for alpha, um, you're probably not going to find it now that there's a, a slimmer margin uh, mm -hmm. to our fair value target, at least than yesterday. I think that they're fairly good at just figuring out where the money flows are going to be and trying to position themselves there. You know, that's that's what they're doing with um, this sort of slightly greenwashy vibe that they're putting out at the moment. It's also just a business decision. There's going to be government, there's going to be investment, there has to be. So that's smart. They'll probably continue to do well. I think it's sort of reasonable. You could ride the ups and downs. Having said that, if you look at the very long-term chart, it's very clear from Macquarie Group that it's sort of leveraged to the overall business cycle and the um, business sentiment. Given it's a quality operation, this is one that you could sort of, you know, wince and buy the dip in times of fear and panic. I'm not so sure that it'll be a great win now. Depends when the next sort of cyclical turn is if you buy it at the wrong time you could definitely have some pretty flat results for a decade so personally it's not the time for me but also i'm not massively into massive companies like this anyway and that is not going in the portfolio even macquarie after going gangbusters yesterday fell today and um i think you should listen to that episode of the call either um you know on the podcast or just go to the website and you can watch the episode because we got into a really good conversation about a company called veeam which both the guys are looking into also a construction yeah construction slash infrastructure sort of related company that they've both put on their watch list now both of them say you know that's why they enjoy doing the call so much because even they get companies thrown up on their radar that yeah. they aren't really familiar with so thanks to our viewers for sending in all of those those uh well i guess the requests for expert uh, information all right annette listen we've got kyle mcintyre uh avail available via the the show notes with his three post reporting season themes but more importantly some of the stocks that he's watching and uh, still very comfortable investing in and holding on to luke winchester wrapped we love luke yeah so he is available via the show notes. And Marcus Bogdan's cheesy call on Bega. Bega. I don't know if that title is completely accurately representing the conversation. But anyway, it's a bit of fun uh, to write a headline. So, yeah, it is Are You OK Day. It sure is. We had a, had a lovely chat from uh, Intuit. Uh, corporate affairs because his angle was the pressure on small businesses. Uh, they're so busy, they're trying to hold it together, res the restrictions during COVID. And he was saying in a lot of cases, all they have to talk to is their financial planners and financial planners are already squeezed as an industry as it is. So it's um, it's certainly a case where I've certainly got the feeling that they're feeling quite alone and uh, not really enjoying this COVID period at all. So it is certainly, uh, are you okay applies to businesses and their financial advisors. Look, are you okay? I hope everybody is out there. Um, it's, it's just so, it's just so... Um, so appropriate for the times that we find ourselves living in. So hopefully better days ahead right across the nation um, in terms of COVID and Delta. 
Hey, tonight, uh, what's ECB. happening? We've got the ECB. So? We've been ignoring it for months. And but not now, this week. You no, know, suddenly I even had to look up the time. Um, apparently, <laughs> it's, it's even 10 p.m. tonight, which these days I do struggle. After a big day oh, here at Ausbiz, <laughs> 10 o'clock's a struggle. Tell me about but it. But it's interesting just because normally. We pay attention to all the Fed speakers and there's normally no ECB speakers, but this time around, oh, they've been coming out in force talking about not using the full purchase plan for government bonds, which is, you know, Europeans speak for tapering. So let's see if we get a pushback or if a tiptoe towards taper, but there's not much happening overnight otherwise. So besides the usual initial claims. Yeah, jobless claims. uh, We do have a number of FOMC speakers. So we've got Kaplan, Daly and Bowman providing addresses at various virtual events Zoomies, i would imagine yeah. things, yes but you know they're always good for a quote we always listen out for what they say on the jobs front and the inflation front and the delta variant front front as well so there will be stuff for us to chew over tomorrow morning even if there's uh not a lot of corporate news yeah we're pretty quiet on our front as well so it will be fed versus ecb speaker talk for mm-hmm. us kicking off uh tomorrow at eight thirty. Looking forward to it. Let's call it a day. But look, um, lick your wounds. Another day will come. Not a good mark-to-market day, but yep, yeah. dust yourself off. The and, sun is shining. <laughs> and uh, opportunities, you know, come out. We've had a lot of conversations throughout the day about what you would buy, what mm-hmm. you're looking to buy on any sort of a more market pullback. Well, today's not a pullback. It's no. just a bump in but, the road. But, you know, it, markets do move. And uh, we've, we've gone through periods of very low volatility. So it just, uh, you know, with a lot of this... Fed speak with a lot of expectations around stimulus and jobs and Delta. You know, it may be a little bit bumpy from here on in. Just buckle up. Okay. Have a good evening, everyone, and see you Friday. Yeah.